Amazon owner Jeff Bezos makes his move and becomes the world's richest man for about five hours. Meanwhile, the House approves a spending bill to put the down payment on that new shiny border wall that Donald Trump wants. And how much is the N-word worth? Well, one man wants to put a real dollar amount on the N-word. Yes, we have stories of money, power, intrigue, and even sex that we talked about all day yesterday. We'll talk about those in just a bit in this podcast, the Daily Recap Podcast for July 28th, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cooper-Payne. I'm your host for this Conversations Daily Recap Podcast. And coming up tomorrow, we have our weekly wrap-up podcast, a podcast we offer here from This is the Conversation. I go through stories that we send out via tweets, via Facebook, and via our website, thisistheconversation.com, all day, every day. Uh, big stories that you tell us which ones are the biggest by responding to them with tweets and retweets and replies and all the like. So to be a part of the conversation and to let us know which stories should get the better favor, Go to Twitter and follow us at TH underscore conversation. Follow us on Facebook by looking for This is the Conversation. And follow us on our main website with This is the Conversation.com. Now, quickly into the stories for today. Let's start off with the first story we had yesterday, which is a sad story for longtime comic book and uh, cartoon fans. The voice of Rocky, the Bullwinkle Show's Rocky the Flying Squirrel himself, and one of his nemesis, Natasha from Boards. And Natasha has died at the age of 99. She was a key industry, a key member of the animation industry from way back in the day, starting off in the 60s with Rocky and Bullwinkle and doing other great things. Her voice is fairly recognizable if you listen out for it. She was also the voice of Looney Tunes' Witch Hazel. You've seen her in a couple things. Also, Nell from Dudley Do-Right, Granny from Sylvester and Tweety, and Cindy Lou, who from um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, their original uh, cartoon version, among other things. She's known as the first lady of voice acting, one of the original members of the animation organization ASIFA Hollywood, and a founding member of the annual Annie Awards, which is also instrumental in creation of Oscars for the animated feature category. She is a pioneer in the field, and she will be missed by many in person. And her voice, of course, will be heard for on and on and on from the magic of digital recorded audio as very little tape exists anymore. I'm sure there's a few tapes in the back of someone's closet of Rocky and Bowling will show on some Looney Tunes as well. But the passing of June Foray, the big loss to animation, and, of course, pioneer in women's animation as well, 99 years old, happening uh, the day before. Meanwhile, there were protests nationwide after Donald Trump announced his transgender military ban on Twitter, which, as usually what happens on Twitter, he announces something before his people actually know what to do about it, and they usually don't have the full answers to the questions. So after a few um, a few protests erupted and a few people asked questions and fairly and some really big, prominent transgender military folks and some non-transgender military folks started to question why exactly the president is dipping into this notion. Pentagon had a little bit of time to work for an official notice. Started off with the Navy saying that all Navy sailors currently serving and are outly openly transgender can stay in the Navy till further notice. That's what the official Pentagon notice came out later in the day yesterday, saying that any transgender service member can stay in the military for now. Now, the actual policy that will be dreamed up by Donald Trump and implemented by the military whenever 
doesn't really exist. Like many things that are kind of said in the tweets, it's just a kind of an off-the-cuff thought that makes absolutely no sense and in no real context of what's going on. There are obviously other things happening, and this one seemed to be rising uh, up, up a, a feeling, a deepness that no one really had an issue with at the moment. Under the fact that Trump has a obsession with essentially rolling back anything new that Obama did in his term. Obama, of course, uh, lifted the uh, the ban, if you will, essentially allowing transgender military members to be openly transgender. This is more than just being um, gay or lesbian. These are people who are uh, identify themselves as other genders and were in the process of moving on to swapping that out. Uh, no offense in the term, just essentially what's going on. But Trump threw it out there in a tweet the other day, and of course the Pentagon had to deal with it, and now they're dealing with it by saying, if you're already in the military, you will be there. Now what really shocked people were the people that were lobbying against the transgender uh, cost for medical care. Not transgender troops, not people in uniform fighting anything like that. It's just the extra cost for people who join the military as a way to pay for uh, their military, to pay for their uh, medical service. There are many people out there who join the military because they need medical care. They need a good job and medical care, and that's a great way to take care of it. And so people who had longstanding problems, such as dental problems, uh, will instantly get them fixed because now they have the military money backing them up, which is great. And they're taken care of essentially forever via the VA, but that's a whole other issue. Some people have actually joined the military uh, for the chance to have surgeries paid for uh, because it's a part of their military service. And people are lobbying against that part, not against them serving, but against paying for extra surgeries because that would mean, technically, if they need an extra surgery to serve, then they're not fit for duty. They're not mentally fit or physically fit if they're in the middle of swapping genders. So we'll see what happens. Right now, the ban is essentially not allowing any new transgender people in. At least that's what it more or less will be when it's fleshed out. But that's what we're looking at right now. John Urschel retired from the Baltimore Ravens. That's not in itself amazing, but here's what, what happened. Of course, two days ago, we had the release of the CTE uh, medical survey that had 99% of the seized players that were studied of their brains finding signs of CTE. They tested 111 brains. 110 of them came back with signs of CTE. Knowing that, Baltimore Ravens offensive lineman John Urschel uh, retired at the age of 26, instantly, within hours of hearing the whole thing, just before they started team practices coming up for the Ravens and the NFL. Now, John Urschel is not just a random person. He's also a doctoral candidate for implied mathematics, not so much a medical doctor, but essentially he saw literally the writing on the wall. He's served three years in the NFL, which allows him to pull some pension funds from the NFL. He'll get retirement, a pension for a period of time, and he can move on to doing whatever it is he wants to do in the higher learning and probably uh, get away from CTE, probably get away from any lasting effects of brain trauma to the head from playing football. We'll see how this thing all plays out. His coach uh, said he basically came out of the blue and just kind of told him, hey, I'm done. That's essentially how it worked out. Big news for those who are watching the game of football and wondering how long this is going to take to ripple down into many other uh, teams, many other players, many other factors. The House of Representatives of the United States approved a spending bill. That's not new. 
The bill will be $1.6 billion to get the border wall started for Mr. Trump. One of his big campaign issues was a big, beautiful wall around the, the border or across the border of the United States to Mexico, going all the way through the desert, a physical wall to go from one part to the other, from sea to signing sea, if you will. And he's going to apparently get this. At least the House has figured out a way to get things started, paying for the wall with a bill for $1.6 billion. Where it comes from, who exactly knows? Now, this bill, of course, as we're learning with the health care debate, that doesn't make it magically happen. The bill must also pass in the Senate, and the two must combine to become a sort of a total bill. There's usually a conference, or uh, the Senate can, the House can come back and just vote on the bill that the Senate passed and say, boom, we'd like there's better, and move on from there. The Senate has its hands full right now, so probably won't get around to dealing with the border wall issue as they just finished not passing a motion to move into discussion Obamacare repeal and replace that happening at around one o'clock in the morning a.m. time Eastern time or so late in the morning late at night early morning so it doesn't really reach into today's recap it'll be recapped of course on Monday with the weekend recap but since they've got that other thing to deal with and now the backlash from the president on that one they probably won't get to the border wall as quickly as they like to and since this thing just passed chances are the August recess will probably go on as planned. We'll see how that wraps up. There is a man, he has a plan to make a little money off a word that's not so nice, but used fairly frequently. His name, Curtis Bordenave. He is a black man. He lives in Mississippi. He has filed a trademark version for a trademark for a version of the N-word. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's say you are a fan of popular rap music or sometimes uh, urban-styled uh, entertainment, and you watch it, and they tend to use uh, profane language. It's rated R, or it's also or something like that, or rated P, TV, whatever they do for language, TV, L. And they have frequent use of the expletive, or the uh, slang term for uh, Negro, that we know we don't use in good public. But they use it, they get away with it, by swapping the er with a uh, essentially instead of spelling it uh, er, they put it on it. So he is filing for a trademark on the n word that ends in uh. His quote: "We plan on dictating the future of how we define this word." Bordenave said, "A young black businessman from Mississippi has acquired the rights to this word. I think that is a great ending to that story." Okay, well, he's applied that fresh off the heels of a June decision by the United States Supreme Court striking down a federal law that prohibited trademarks on disparaging words or symbols. So the court says you can put a trademark on it. He's trying to put a trademark on it. We'll see how that rolls in, I guess, a few weeks as that goes off to court. Thanks to a quick bump in Amazon stock, Jeff Bezos was the richest man in the world for about five hours till the stock retreated back down to its normal levels. Now, the number one guy is Bill Gates, who no longer does any actual real work. You can say he does his stuff for his foundation. Uh, his old job, Microsoft, sort of takes care of itself and takes care of him. And, of course, the real kicker to the story is it reminds people that Jeff Bezos is not a member of the big billionaires club who has pledged to give away all their wealth to the needy, the wealth, the non-wealthy, the just regular people at their death. Bill Gates, of course, starting this bigger foundation, just asking people who've made enormous amounts of money to pledge to give it all away when they're dead since you can't take it with them. Jeff Bezos, one of the people who is a new money guy, has not made that pledge as of yet, maybe because he's not quite done making new money. 
Charlie Gard, the young infant uh, in England who's been living on life support and his family wants to bring him to the States for experimental surgery that may extend his life, has been granted the right to enter hospice care in England. He will not be able to be transported to the United States. He's been granted the right to leave the actual hospital, enter a nearby hospice, and go off of life support. He's expected to uh, lose his life to perish fairly soon after that act is done. The world has been watching this case, and we'll watch it, of course, to the end. He is scheduled to go into hospice care sometime actually on the day today. We'll see reports when that happens and put that into conversation as soon as we see it. And very quickly and fairly quietly, Apple is killing some products off of the menu. It is getting rid of the iPod Nano and the iPod Shuffle, two very popular uh, items back in the day, back in the non-super digital day, back before the iPhones were there. In fact, it's not. It's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Apple no longer releases data on iPod-only uh, things, such as any, everything now is basically an iPhone or a tablet or beyond that. Nothing like a regular music-only iPod. They don't even deal with that anymore. And so since they're not really tracking it, they're not selling very many of them, and it's so easy to get a cheap thing with a full face on it these days, uh, Apple is getting out of the music player business pretty much officially by dropping the Nano and the Shuffle. Not sure what's left in the iPod uh, line. There might still be the iPod Touch there, but other than that, nothing that's a music-only iPod is still left in the inventory at this point, and now it will no longer be, period, with the Nano and the Shuffle being gone. And those are the stories we had for to yesterday, I said, repeated over today, this morning, on the 28th of July, and we're so glad you joined us for this full podcast. In a bit, we will get ready to tape for the weekend show. That's the weekly wrap-up podcast where we will have the top 10 stories for the week. I think you may be surprised by a few that made it into the top 10 this week. We'll also talk to a, we'll call him a local celebrity. Uh, we'll talk to a person out there who is uh, doing things in the world, in the news, and talk to them about news-making stories to see what they, their take is on what's going on and, of course, give you some of the other ones that don't quite make the top ten as well. We're going to work on trying to make this thing a little bit shorter, but we'll see what's happening. To keep this one short, we're going to wrap it up at this point right here and let you know that if you want to be a part of this show, the weekend show, the five daily shows, you can simply just follow us on social media and react to the stories as they come through your feed throughout the day. On Twitter, we are TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, we are This is the Conversation. And This is Conversation.com is our main website for all great features. Check it out for great things all day long. In the meantime, uh, check out my main website, jclevenpain.net, for other great things that you might want to see me do somewhere. And thank you for just being in the show. Thank you for allowing us to have these conversations with you and telling us which stories are kind of cool and which stories are just a little odd because sometimes that's how life works. Sometimes the news doesn't quite get to the conversation. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, you share it with friends, enemies, and just random strangers, and be back tomorrow for the weekend wrap-up podcast. We keep that podcast. And, of course, on Monday, we'll wrap up Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the whole weekend for the next edition of the Daily Recap Podcast. For this is the conversation.